What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021, and Spencer Turnbull has just no hit the Seattle Mariners. I am recording this at 1.58 a.m. on Wednesday the 19th, a magical, magical night for the Tigers this evening. Uh, my, my heart's still beating, man. I got an 8 a.m. shift today. I still got, I still got some work to do. I, I took a sleeping pill. Heck, I might fall asleep in the middle of this podcast. I don't know. I doubt it because I'm pretty darn excited right now. An amazing, amazing night. Uh, but before I talk about what worked, uh, I mean, I'd say what didn't work, but the guy threw a no-hitter, so he was pretty darn good yesterday, I would say. Uh, I do I do just want to say one thing about one player, and I'm actually I'm going to talk about his defense in a second because he made a, a defining play of his career uh, in the seventh inning this evening, but I, I am actually starting to buy into the notion that it might be a good idea to give Jamer Candelario an extension. Uh, he was two for four last night. The ball looks really good coming off his bat right now. He seems to have turned into one of the more vocal leaders of this baseball team. And, of course, in a second, I'll talk about the defensive play that he made at third base. Jamer Candelario does not have to worry about playing first base ever again, okay? (laughs) Or at least for a long, long time because he's improved so much defensively at the hot corner. But before I jump into the rest of the game and analyze what went down, I just, I, I'm like I said, it's 2 a.m. currently as as the time I'm recording this. So I just, I just want to give my thoughts on how I'm feeling and I, why I feel like this one is hitting people a little bit differently. Now that I posted a video on my reaction to the final out because as this was going on, you don't, you don't want to believe it because you don't want to get too attached. You don't want to say, oh my god, get closer and closer and closer to your TV screen and then. It gets broken up in the ninth inning, and as well, we've seen some here. We so we've seen Verlander throw two. We've also had a lot of heartbreak. Galarraga, obviously, being the prime example. We've seen no hitters be lost in the seventh, eight, eighth innings, and eight, even in the ninth, Verlander lost a few. So I, I didn't. I was not trying to get you know too far ahead, but as it went deeper and deeper, there's nothing more exciting than a no hitter or a perfect game in, in baseball. There just isn't, and this one. I think just hit people a little bit differently. It it, it it hit this fan base differently than say you know the, some of the other no hitters. The, the way the you know Madison Bumgarner throwing seven no hit innings uh, may have hit people because I, I just think that a lot of people were emotional last night. I was emotional last night. I posted my video, my reaction to the final out. It's my favorite video that I've ever done in the f- almost five seasons in which I've been making these post-game videos. I, I found it very sweet and very wholesome and a hundred million percent genuine. And I think that's how a lot of people reacted tonight. I mean, you, Jack Morris was crying on the broadcast. I heard somebody say that you know, Craig Monroe was getting a bit emotional in the post-game as well. I think the only guy who wasn't emotional was Spencer Turnbull, who was, who was uh, cool, cool as a cucumber all game and after the game. I have a few beers uh, tonight, dude, because and enjoy this one. You've earned it, my friend. Just an amazing, amazing performance. But uh, it was very emotional this evening. It was. I did not expect uh, to get as emotional as I, I, as I did. I think a lot of people feel that way. But whether it be the fan base, the players, or the broadcasters, and this is where I'm going to get emotional, everyone's felt this over the last four or five years. Everyone's taken that hit. Everyone has sat here and waited for good baseball again. 
And, and it's been so tough watching it. And, and what I've always said and what I will continue to say is that despite the fact that this team's ineptitude has allowed me to, at points, uh, grow my following with my videos, I still contend that I would trade a whole lot of those just to watch a 500 baseball team again. You know, my, my heart is with the Detroit Tigers. And what's amazing about baseball is that even in bad years, even with bad teams, you can have one of those moments, one of those special, special moments. And we got that last night in an incredible performance by Spencer Turnbull. And it, it, it was, it was, God, it was special. It just felt so good. It, it took a while for it to sink in for me personally. It, it did. And I promise in segment number two, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to talk about what, what worked for him. Uh, but this is just a stream of consciousness. You know, I mean, it, it, you can't prepare for something like this. The same way you can't prepare for like a World Series championship. Not to say that these two are equal. But this is easily, easily the best regular season moment for the Detroit Tigers probably since J.D. Martinez came off the injured list and homered off of Chris Sale. That was five years ago, people. That was five seasons ago. We have gone through the muck, through the, the, the drudgery, the awfulness of this rebuild. And to have a moment like last night, very special. The kid from Alabama, who we have talked about so many times with his strike throwing, and is he going to be able to figure it out? And he's had some good starts this year. He had some not-so-good starts this year. I'll tell you what, he had a great, great start last night. And it is it makes me very happy to see other people be happy for this fan base and to be happy for Spencer Turnbull because I think other people have started to pick up on the fact that this has been a long-suffering fan base now uh, for, for several years. It's been a very, very difficult to watch at, at points. And to have that, that little moment, that little light, one of those days where all the, all the awfulness, all the insanity starts to feel worth it, even if it's just for a little bit of time, that's, uh, that's the breath of fresh air. You know, I talked about that when Casey Mize got his first win, and, and I feel that again. Uh, this evening. So that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, I'm, g- I'm going to talk more in depth about what what, what, what went down. I mean, Spencer Turnbull, uh, no hitter for the Tigers. We'll be right back. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F. R-O-N-T dot com slash Lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB and get started today. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Back for segment number two. Yeah, um, not a bad night last night. Spencer Turnbull... 
a no-hitter against the Seattle Mariners, the Tigers. The Tigers did win the game. Uh, obviously, they they won five nothing. Pretty good offensive uh, performance. I, I I like Dunn. I, I think he's going to be a pretty solid pitcher for the Mariners. So Tigers uh, approach at the plate pretty solid. They still strike out a bunch, but they you know they were able to get some runs on the board, especially late. You know I don't know if that helps or hurts a guy when he's throwing a no hitter uh, because I feel like you want to get back out there and pitch. And the Tigers got one in the eighth, two in the ninth. So Turnbull had to wait a little bit. I mean, great game defensively. Eric Haas behind the plate called a tremendous game. Uh, what an incredible story he's become. I'm not quite buying stock yet, but he's always going to have a piece of Detroit Tigers history because he caught Spencer Turnbull's no-hitter. This was, and this is probably not a surprise, the first no-hitter. I believe Matt Shepard said this. The first no-hitter that Angel Hernandez has ever witnessed when he's been a home plate umpire. Angel Hernandez, widely known to be the worst umpire in baseball, and you know what? Gave Turnbull a few breaks last night, so I'm, I'm going to give him a pass. Good work, Angel. Your ace is in my book, baby. But as far as Turnbull, what what was working last night? Well, it's it goes back to what we've talked about a million times. It, it's not a matter of stuff. It's not a matter of demeanor. It's not a matter of confidence. It's just a matter of consistency with Spencer Turnbull. And this is, I'm not saying I, I thought he was going to throw a no-hitter last night, because I didn't, right? Nobody did. You can't predict that. But I knew that if he had a day in which his stuff was right the way it was yesterday, that this could be a guy who could throw a no-hitter. I, I, I believe this could be a guy who could throw a perfect game given his kind of stuff. He's got that much of a giddy-up on his fastball, and when he's locating his off-speed pitches, he's literally unhittable. I don't know if you know this, but he didn't give up a hit last night over nine innings. He was pretty darn amazing. First pitch strikes, so important for a pitcher to get ahead and counts 24 for 29 in first pitch strikes last night, set a career high with 19 swings and misses, and this is this is obviously great for this start, and he'll always have this moment, but looking at the bigger picture, that's his second consecutive start in which he's surpassed his career high for most swings and misses in a game. You know what that means to me? That means he's finding something that he can build on. That's the thing that I brought up after his start in Boston and after his start in New York that frustrated me is his stuff is too good for him not to miss as many bats as he does. He needs to start getting more swings and misses. Well, guess what? He's found that. And I'm, I'm, I will start the Kickstarter if I have to. Build Chris Fetter a statue outside Comerica Park. That dude, dude, that might be, I saw a tweet, and I can't remember who it was, that said Al Avila's best offseason move was having A.J. Hinch go out and get Chris Fetter at, at, at the end of last season. And, and he's, he's right. Because I, and I, I know that a pitching coach can only do so much, but you can't tell me the stuff by Turnbull and Boyd and Mize look better than it did a, a year ago a, at this time. And, and he's getting these guys to be more consistent with their mechanics, more consistent with their delivery. I think with the, the increased focus on spin rate makes these fastballs, even if they're not up in velocity, it makes them look harder coming out of their hands, which leads to a lot of weak contact and a lot of swings and misses. And, and I thought Turnbull's off-speed stuff last night was absolutely lethal. His slider was the best it had ever been. Tons of swings and misses off of that pitch. And, and I never buy into the whole idea of, oh, well, I knew in the third inning uh, that uh, Spencer Turnbull was going to throw a no-hitter. Because you never know, man. You never know. Like, I, I thought I thought Mize had some of the best stuff I've seen two nights ago. He still gave up a run. He gave up three hits, and I thought he was amazing. So you never know. But I, I was thinking by the third inning, by the end of the third inning, 
okay, this is going to be a gem of a performance. Like, I was pretty confident fairly early on in his outing last evening that this was going to be a pretty special start. I didn't think it would be a no-hitter, but I thought we were going to see six, seven scoreless, and as it went along, you get more and more excited. The anticipation builds, and then in the seventh inning, I officially got to a point where I'm like, all right, if he doesn't throw one now, I'm going to be really disappointed because Jamer Candelario, who has been... I won't say mishandled, but at points unfairly treated uh, with how where they've put him on the diamond defensively. He struggled. He was sent down two years ago. A decision that I I supported because he wasn't you know he wasn't hitting the ball very well. I eulogized him last year when he got off to what was it an 0 for 16 start. Made a play in the seventh inning on a hard hit ground ball off the bat of Mitch Haniger that will be remembered in Tigers lore forever. A diving stop, a a phenomenal throw, 108 miles per hour off the bat, and Candy speared it, fired it over to first uh, for the out, and and after that, you were thinking, all right, because every no-hitter has that one. Every no-hitter has that one play, or perfect game has that one play where you go, all right, put a star by that one. That one might have been the one uh, to, to, to save the day, and uh, it was. And Turnbull, you could see in that last inning, he was maybe getting a little bit tired. Uh, I don't know if it was nerves or, or just general kind of wear and tear. He, he threw about 120 pitches, but uh, he was able to finish the job. Final pitch of the day, a 95-mile-per-hour fastball to strike out Mitch Hanniger and uh, that was a real, it was a really great battle because you knew if, if somebody was going to break it up, it was probably going to be Hanniger and uh, Turnbull did a great job of just executing his pitches. And, and again, talking bigger picture here, congratulations uh, for the millionth time, and I'll say it a million more times, to Spencer Turnbull. Uh, no, th- he will remember this for the rest of his life, and he should. But talking bigger picture here, this is a team that is now 8-7 and seven over their last 15 games. I do not want people to misconstrue what I'm about to say, so I am going to clearly say to you, I know and will continue to preach that this is not a good Major League Baseball team. They are seriously flawed offensively. They do not have a good bullpen whatsoever. There's a lot of holes here, a lot of uh, unpluggable holes. But at the same time, the last 15 games, if the last 15 games are more akin to the Tigers team that we're going to see for the remainder of the year, I can deal with that. Because I still say, I, I still think the, the first 25 games of this year, about the first month of the season, essentially, everything up to and including the New York series. Like, I feel like there was kind of a shift in the Boston series where the pitching started to get better, but everything up to the New York series was the worst stretch of Tigers baseball that I had ever seen. When they were pitching well, they weren't hitting well. When they were hitting well, they weren't pitching well. The bullpen was getting popped. The the starters weren't looking special outside of Matt Boyd. You had injuries. Cabrera was struggling. The entire offense was struggling. It was the worst that I worst month I have ever seen of Tigers baseball. And you are not out of your mind for watching that first month and thinking this might be a team that could lose 120 games. They looked that bad. Over the last 15 games, has the schedule gotten a little bit easier? Yeah. You know what? You're playing the Mariners. You're playing the Royals. Uh, the Red Sox are, are, are good, and I know they're still in first place, but I'm not, I'm not completely buying stock in, in, in them quite yet. So you're, you're having some, some easier opponents. The Cubs are so-so, right? You did lose two out of three, but that's part of it. But just the general atmosphere seems to be different. And I'm not saying they're turning a corner, but 
they look like more of a real team. And I know that's kind of a backhanded compliment to say now they're a real team, but uh, to, com- to be honest with you, they, 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 the, the approaches at the plate, I'm stumbling a little bit. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know if you know this, but Spencer Turnbull just threw a no-hitter. The approaches at the plate seem to be better. The starting pitching, which is what this whole rebuild is being you know, built upon, is stronger than it's been in several years. I mean, let's be real here. Boyd looks tremendous. Mize looks really good right now. Spencer Turnbull, maybe you heard, but he he had a pretty good night last night. He he threw a no-hitter. I'm just going to keep saying that because it doesn't feel real right now. It's pretty darn awesome. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, the bullpen is not great, but you got Fulmer at the back end of that thing who's pitching some pretty darn good baseball. Like uh, What I'm describing to you is a heavily flawed team but not an awful team. What I've seen over the last 15 games is more akin to the baseball team that I wanted to see coming into the season, which is not a great team, but a well-managed, a well-pitched, at least in terms of starting pitching, baseball team that will probably strike out a lot but doesn't give away as many at-bats. And I think finally they got the lineups right. Um, you know, I know there's still guys who are struggling, like Jacoby's struggling, but they got they got rid of Victor Reyes, or at least send him down for the time being. Some guys seem to be coming alive a little bit, like Scope, and then Candelario and Grossman have been uh, pretty darn solid. Yeah, Grossman's struggling the last two days, but it, it, he'll figure it out. He's good. Uh, that's more of what I want to see uh, out of this team going forward, because expectations were not sky high. I was simply asking for relative competence, and through the first month of the season, that's not what we were getting. Over the last 15 games, that is what we've gotten. And uh, it helps when your starting pitcher throws a no-hitter. You don't, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to lose when that happens. That, that's, a, that's a pretty nice cushion to have, if I say so myself. Uh, an incredible night. And, and I, I, look, it's one win. It's one game. It's history. We've had, what, six no-hitters, if you include Mad Bum's no-hitter, the seven-inning one, seven-inning one already. But uh, this season, it's been a crazy year. Look at all the crap that we've had to go through over these last several seasons. Enjoy this. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm not going to get a whole lot of sleep, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a smile on my face because Spencer Turnbull threw a no-hitter, a wonderful night for Detroit fans. I'm genuinely I'm so happy to see Tigers Twitter and, and, the, and that dugout and, and the fan base happy. It's been it's been a long time. We've been, uh, you know, we've, we've, a lot of happiness has been taken from us. It's there right now. A phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Very happy for Spencer Turnbull. So they got another game they got to play tonight. When I get back, we're going to preview that ball game. I will see you in just a second. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back for the uh, final segment today after a very special night. Uh, Spencer Turnbull completing his no-hitter last night. One of my favorite Tigers games of recent memory. One of my favorite Tigers games uh, of all time. I mean, how often, how often do you see a no-hitter? Only walked two, had his best stuff. Just an amazing performance. Got that ERA down to 2.88. So that's two uh, pitchers the Tigers now have with sub-3 ERAs. And then you got a couple guys with sub-4 ERAs like Mize. They just got to get Scooball right. And he's pitching today. That That's the big mystery. We'll talk about him here in uh, just a second. But the Tigers play tonight a 10-10 ball game again. 
If you didn't stay up for the other two, you should stay up for this one, all right? Because you've missed a whole lot over these last several nights. The 16 and 26 Tigers play a game against the 21 and 22 Seattle Mariners. On the mound for the M's is Logan Gilbert. He made his Major League debut uh, five days ago. He is 0-1 with a 9-0-0 ERA. This coming from MLB.com, of course. Gilbert is coming off of an up and down MLB debut in which he gave up four runs, including two homers, over four innings on 71 pitches. He likely would have gotten the chance to pitch into the fifth had it not been for a wild pitch on a called strike three that forced him to face an extra batter. Mariners are very high on him. Major League Baseball is very high on him. I think I'm losing my voice a little bit right now. I've done a lot of talking this evening. Uh, he was, he was, he's got great stuff. He's got great stuff. You know, not the most impressive major league debut, but as we've seen over the last several years here, uh, it, it takes time with, with a lot of young pitchers. And a guy that this fan base is trying to be pretty patient with right now is Tarek Skubal. He, <laughs> I'm losing my voice. He comes into this game with an 0-6 record and a 5-7-3 ERA. Ugly, ugly numbers. The former Seattle University star returns to his college city looking to get his pro career back in gear and end a skid of four consecutive losses in as many outings. He tossed a season high six innings last start but gave up four runs to the Cubs on Friday. Back, uh, yeah, maybe being in, not hometown, but back in his college uh, college town may help him uh, a little bit, find, find some mojo. You know how when you're on an, an athletic team, and this may shock you, but I was on an athletic team, and you run suicides, and there's always that last kid who you got to clap and encourage to, to kind of finish the job. Uh, that's kind of Tarek Skubal right now because every other guy in this pitching staff, the starting pitching staff, has pitched some pretty darn good baseball except for him. I thought he had one start where his stuff looked really good against Minnesota, but even then he only went five innings and gave up two earned runs. It just felt like that was a step forward. You know what? I'm on a high right now following that no-hitter, so uh, here's my prediction. Tarek Skubal is going to pitch a great game tonight, and the Tigers are going to win, and they're going to sweep the Mariners because why the heck not? Right, uh, uh, left is right, up is down, black is white. That's the way things are in baseball sometimes. And considering how, all the stuff we've seen over the last several years, I can live with topsy turvy day. That sounds fun to me. So I, uh, I gotta get out of here before I lose my voice. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter always at Castellani2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave. Uh, a written positive five-star no-hitter review for this program. It would be much, much appreciated. Uh, no matter where things go from here, and there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm working through right now, I will forever have loved uh, being the, the host of Locked on Tigers. And uh, every day in which I have uh, that opportunity is, uh, is a real privilege. So it, it means a whole lot. Thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy this. Have a great rest of your day. And go. Tigers. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts.